This message comes from NPR sponsor Planet Oat. No deep thinking here. Planet Oat oat milk is rich, creamy, and an excellent source of calcium with vitamins A and D. Also, Planet Oat's unsweetened varieties have zero grams of sugar. Visit planetoat.com for more. This message comes from NPR sponsor Grammarly. 96% of users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Save time with one click and go from editing drafts in hours to seconds. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions to help your team make their point and move faster. Make a bigger impact at work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Grammarly. Easier said, done. Coming up, stinky presents, smelly celebs, and the best way to find your soulmate. I'm Emma Choi, and this is Everyone and Their Mom. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns & Foster. To Stearns & Foster, your comfort is their everything. So they've made a mattress that's irresistible inside and out. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted. Every stitch, every layer uses the finest materials like indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for the coziness you want with the support you need. Timeless quality for your most comfortable sleep. Stearns & Foster, what comfort should be. More at StearnsAndFoster.com. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Emma Choi, and welcome to Everyone and Their Mom, a weekly show from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. This week, we're talking about something stinky with Wait, Wait panelist, comedian, and my biological sister. It's Nikki Farsad. Hi, Nikki. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Oh, my gosh. It's so good to be related to you. Yeah, I'm glad that we share the same mother and father. <laughs> well, I'm incredibly excited to talk to you about this big news, okay? So... It's corpse flower season in Michigan. So you know those flowers that only bloom once every few years and smell like rotting meat? Well, it's happening again. Get used to it. Oh, man. Yeah, aren't these flowers just really big and Mm -hmm. tall and wide? (laughs) They're big old guys, and they smell so bad. (laughs) You know what? Let's just talk about it. Let's talk about it. The Amorphophallus titanium, better known as the corpse flower or the Ooh, who farted flower, produces a blossom with a scent that's been likened to the smell of rotting flesh. And the corpse flower blooms very rarely, like once every five or ten years. And this year, it's popping off in Allendale, Michigan at the Grand Valley State University. People will line up to see this kind of thing. It's not like I really desperately want to smell the smell of Mm -hmm. rotting flesh. Um, but I really do want to give it a sniff. I know. The corpse flower is native to Indonesia, and it was gifted to the university by a former biomed professor. You know, it's the gift that keeps on giving, giving a terrible, terrible meat smell. And this is the first time the university has seen it bloom, and this stank-ass flower managed to attract almost 2,000 visitors dying to see it in bloom. Hey, have you heard about that flower that smells terrible? We gotta check it out. Smells terrible? This is gonna be 
great. Okay, well, I'm looking at an image of it, and it is, it's like impressively large. Yeah, it's its huge. It's like as big as a middle schooler and it looks like something from a little shop of horrors. Like, I think just in terms of the size, you've never seen a flower this size. So for that reason alone, I think I can see why people are lining up. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm also seeing a gif of a man put his face inside <laughs> the bloom and then and then jolt his head back because the whiff was too much for his senses. Come to Papa. Oh. Again, it's like I don't want to smell something gross, but I kind of do. Some people were disgusted. One woman said she was pretty nauseous. Just to start off, can you introduce yourself to us? Yeah, my name's Christina Hipshire. I'm the greenhouse supervisor for the biology department at Grand Valley State University. We're located in Allendale, Michigan. So you're the person in charge of the greenhouses where the actual corpse flower we're talking about just finished blooming, right? So I have to ask, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad does it actually smell? You know, I didn't think it was that bad, but I probably got nose blind to it after a while. Um, I kind of compare it to like roadkill on the side of the road that maybe has been marinating for a couple days. Interesting. Why does it smell so bad? What's inside that flower? So they want to attract flesh flies and carrion beetles. Those are the main ones. So that's why it smells like roadkill. It smells like rotting meat um, because they want to attract those specific pollinators. Can you tell me about the moment you realized the flower was about to bloom? Yeah, I was actually gone for the day. (gasps) What? (laughs) Yeah, I had taken a vacation day and my boss had walked through the greenhouse and like took a picture and she's like, oh my God, Christina, this is a flower. Can you just tell us more about what it looks like? Yeah, so, so normally the plant looks like a big giant tree. It's got a green kind of speckled trunk, maybe more of like a palm tree look to it. Or, like we got this year, you get the flower structure. And the flower is pretty cool. So it has um, a beautiful dark burgundy color. It's like frilled like a fan that's folded up. So beautiful. Um, But that can get to be about three to five feet wide when it opens up. So like a small child could technically fit inside of it. Oh, God. (laughs) And then uh, when they release the pollens, it kind of like shoots out like silly string. Cool. Which is pretty, pretty amazing. Would you have a corpse flower in your home? Um, no. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the official Hacks podcast from Max. Join the creators and showrunners of Hacks as they discuss each episode and speak with the cast and crew about the making of the series. Listen to the official Hacks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Delta Airlines. When you think about it, half the trips the world takes are trips home. And those at Delta are travelers just like you. That's why they try to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Megan, do you think that the corpse flower is confident or embarrassed about the way it smells? Oh, so here's the thing. In, I want to say... Russia, mm-hmm. they started doing these tests of if you can pick a lover from your sweat smell. Oh, the pheromone test. Yeah. Yes. And so the corpse flower shouldn't be embarrassed because there is going to be there's going to be a bee out there that wants to pollinate that disgusting smell. Man, I wish we could talk to someone who was at that sniff test in Russia. Oh, my God. Wait, we can't. 
Sarah Evers is a science journalist and the author of The Joy of Sweat. And she was there. At some point, you're going to smell the body odor of your date, and it's going to be a make-or-break moment. And so why not cut to the chase? I mean, you're basically an expert of BO, right? (laughs) Yeah, if you Google my name, uh, Google suggests stinks and sweats after it. So yes, that's embarrassing. But yes. That's harsh. (laughs) I know, right? We found out about this smell dating test in Russia and found out you were there. Yeah, I went to a smell dating event uh, to see if I could find love in the armpit. Can you tell us more about that? Like, what were the steps of this study? You show up. And uh, the first thing that happens is you're handed a wet wipe to take off any deodorant and perfume that you've put on. And then the organizers take you through some heavy duty calisthenics, like you do hit exercises (laughs) like burpees and, you know, squat jumps. Yeah. (laughs) Once everybody's all, you know, moist, for lack of a better word, uh, you're given these cotton pads. And you dab your parts, and then you put the cotton pad into a glass jar, and it's uh, numbered. And only you know your own number, and the organizers know the number. And you sniff them to to find the ones that you like best. Uh And then uh, it's kind of like how, you know, Tinder works. Uh, If I pick you and you pick me, then it's a match. Did you find love? (laughs) I got a match, definitely. And holy cow, she was glorious. Like it was this like really? very beautiful woman. Um, I'm, uh, as it turns out, straight. Uh, but I would, I would be happy to go on a date with this person. Should we be doing like a bunch of hit cardio before a date instead of like showering? Because my instinct is to like to get clean. There's certainly a lot of evidence that we use our nose when we date. The best evidence is this researcher called Klaus Vedekin, who did a t-shirt study on uh, straight men and straight women. And what he did was he gave a bunch of straight dudes uh, t-shirts to wear and to get sweaty in for a couple of days. And then he took blood samples from those guys. And then he also took the t-shirts and he gave them to a bunch of women to sniff. And it turns out that the odors that women liked best belonged to men, that if they coupled up and produced progeny like a kid, that that kid would have a super strong immune system. This is unfortunately really not sexy at all. Yeah. (laughs) Come sniff me and let's make a healthy, like, strong immune system baby. Is that the best pickup line at a bar? (laughs) No, I am sure someone has tried it, though. Um, And I would like to be a fly on that wall. Okay. We're almost out of time. But before I let you go, we have a quick game for you, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. So you're a smell genius, and we want to play a game with you called Celebrity Smell Match. So we're going to tell you a celebrity, (laughs) and you're going to tell us your professional scientific opinion of what they smell like. Okay? Well, then, yeah, I'm all for it. Rihanna, what's that smell? Oh, um, cherries and musk. So accurate. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, what's that smell? Uh, I think he smells like uh, a locker room Mm -hmm. with like a little eau de soap. Absolutely. Okay, different. Gwyneth Paltrow, smell? (laughs) She smells like some sort of like extract of a caterpillar that you apply to your face. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Pete Davidson, what's he smell like? Dude, I don't know who Pete Davidson is. He's the SNL guy who's dating Kim Kardashian and kind of looks like if a tall toddler existed. Oh, oh, him. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, God. Um, I think he wears Old Spice. I think that's pretty accurate. Okay. Abraham Lincoln. What's that smell? <laughs> that guy smells like pure BO. Yeah. They didn't have anything back there. Okay. Last one. Kevin Bacon. What's he smelling like? Obviously like a BLT. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one with the correct answer. You're a winner. You did it. Thanks for coming on and talking to us about BO. Uh, it is my pleasure. It's pretty much like my favorite topic. Thanks for coming on the show, Nagin. I'm so glad this corpse flower taught us it's okay to just stink things up. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Emma. Here's the craziest part of the podcast, the credits. This show is brought to you by Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. This episode was produced by Haley Vager, Zola Ray, Lillian Kane, Nancy Seychow, Sophie Hernandez, Simeone This, and the person who invented Trader Joe's mochi puffs. Thank you, person. Our supervising producer is Jennifer Mills, and our work wife is Mike Danforth. Once again, Lorna White, thank you so much for making us sound so freaking good. You make my life happy. Thank you to Christina Hipshire, Greenhouse Supervisor at the Barbara Kinshee Greenhouse at the Grand Valley State University for being the supervisor of the stank. Oh, I thought it would be a lot worse. Dr. Sarah Everts, thank you so much for sharing your incredible smell date story and blowing my freaking mind. Who are you? Have we met before? You can find more fun facts about why we stink in her book, The Joy of Sweat. Thanks to Broccoli for being a vegetable that also comes in the color white. Oh wait, that's cauliflower. Thank you to my co-host, comedian, wait, wait, panelist, and cool middle school art teacher cosplayer, Nagin Versad. Do I win a corpse flower? You can see Nagin Versad headlining at Joe's Pub in New York City on May 21st and May 22nd, and at Ralph's in Worcester, Massachusetts on May 6th. And you can see her on the internet at Nagin Versad, N-E-G-I-N-F-A-R-S-A-D. I'm Emma Choi, and you can find me at Wait, Wait, NPR, and on the roof. What am I doing up there? Okay, I'm done. This is NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. As a State Farm agent and agency owner, Lakeisha Gaines understands the support small businesses need. Knowing that no business is the same, knowing that we're all impacted by things that are beyond our control, like catastrophes, and hearing and listening and understanding what's important to a business owner, understanding how much is truly affordable and what makes sense at that moment. Because a three-year psychiatrist is going to be very different than a 20-year doctor. And a two-year sign owner is going to be very different than a one-month restaurant owner who's just trying to figure out what's going to be on the menu next month. Those are the things that I think are extremely important that come to my experience as a small business owner. It's me figuring out how to help the people that I live with, how to help the people that I work with, how to help the people that I volunteer with. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This advertisement comes from our paid sponsor, Fundrise. High interest rates mean that real estate assets are available at a discount compared to previous valuations. The Fundrise flagship fund plans to expand its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. Add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio at fundrise.com NPR. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund before investing. Read the prospectus at fundrise.com flagship.